like a trapped animal, I'm going to chew my leg off to get away from this movie. Only on this show do I go from the birth of Christ to a killing doll. Super cool to me because I got a VHS shield. I hit play on it, uh, and I shouldn't have. I'll be back. I always come back. That is the point where I use my telepathic powers to murder everybody in the movie. The ninja twister sneaks up on them. Yes, Eric, they dig it up, they cart it back, it gets thought out, wakes up, probably not in the best of moods. I don't know, I wasn't there. Ask Steve. I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs> uh, I'm Eric Marner. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Too long since I have watched that movie. Too long. <laughs> yeah, I was just on like, it's been in my mind, and I'm like, I want to do something. I was going to do the radio call where... Uh, Outpost 31, Colin McMurdle, or whatever that is. But I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm afraid I'm gonna screw that up. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do the whole McCready, I don't know, I wasn't there, would spiel. <laughs> like that, I like that. I so. sometime I'll have to, we'll have to use the one from, uh, Boondock Saints, where the guy flips out and uses every form of the word fuck. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. That is one of my favorite little things in that movie. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, yeah, hi, Steve. Yeah, hey, how's it going? <laughs> uh, he's our, he's the scientist of the group, you see. Yeah. <laughs> um. Ah, uh, hey. So, uh, how are you doing this evening, sir? We're it's, we're probably a little out of sorts because we're on a very short week to week on recording. We went Thursday to Tuesday, and we're also yeah. starting two hours earlier than we normally do. So you'll yeah. probably hear kids running around in the background and screaming. And, yeah. yep. and not just on not just on your end, on mine as well. I've got yeah, my two are. It's still early for them. Yep, same here. But but that's a, that's okay. We're gonna we'll power soldier through. through it. Yep. At least you get an episode this week. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, because we, we might not have gotten one otherwise. Yeah, that's right. How are things at your house then? How are, how's it going? Oh, good. It's going well. Um, I always talk about work, so I'm not going to talk about work. We're whatever. <laughs> Did you uh, score yeah, any th- new movies this week? How's that for a change up? <laughs> Yes, uh, I have. I which that's going to be unreasonably watched. Uh, but uh, I, well, yeah, I'll get into that when I <laughs> okay. recently watched. I'll take over. I got one yes. today. It's one of Eugene's favorite movies. I got oh, it for a yes. dollar. Uh, Duel by Steven Spielberg on VHS, and it is the old VHS one. It's awesome. But I, I love that movie. One of those movies that I could not pass up. It was just too cool looking. So. That is going on the VHS shelf. Yeah. Right beside Dr. Butcher, MD. Yep. MD yep. Medical Deviant. And Firewalker. <laughs> <laughs> Someday I will watch that movie on Blu-ray, but... It's a canon movie. Yeah. I tried... I, I, I started watching it like I promised last week, and then because I've got my new flat screen in here, whenever it goes tracking and staticky, because it's a... It's a... What is it? Video Treasure. Yeah. And those releases are the really low-budget... Whatever oh, the yeah. recording mode was, EP or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's real shitty quality, and whenever it gets too staticky, then my screen just goes blue and it says no signal because it doesn't even know what oh. the fuck to do with it. <laughs> yeah, it's what is this archaic caveman thing that you're? Yeah. So I got about halfway through it, and I couldn't even barely get it, keep it working. So I don't know. <laughs> that one might get paused for a while. If you ever find, a, I think that Video Treasures released uh, Christmas Evil. And that's one way back in the day where the cover was so cool and I bought it on Video Treasures label on VHS and then it didn't work right. And that was at the Dutch cupboard and I tried to get my money back and this was when I was, you know, 
young and I was poor and, uh, and they wouldn't do it. They're like, oh, sorry, no refunds. I'm like, what? It doesn't work and I don't have any money and I want my money back. And, um, and now of course I own it on Blu-ray and the movie of, of course I watched half of it and it was awful. And now I have it on Blu-ray and I think it's pretty good. <laughs> was it one, their copy they were selling or? No, it was actually a brand new, like, like you had copy. them order it in or something? No, it was actually, they had like a little display area of new oh. VHS tapes at, at, uh, the cupboard and. Wow. I'm like, wow, Christmas Evil. And this is, of, of course, after I watched Silent Night, Deadly Night. So everything Christmas horror is going to be awesome. Um, which that movie actually, I have come around on that movie. That's a good movie. But back then on extremely shoddy VHS that didn't even work, right? Eh, eh, but yeah. Um, Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, where I, at the Goodwill, I stopped where I got this, uh, uh, dual tape. They had, uh, some epics there. They had like five of them and I was sorely tempted to pick them up, but they were all double tapes because they're so long. They had Lawrence of Arabia, Cleopatra, Ben-Hur, like all these old epics and they look so cool. I was tempted to pick them up, especially because they had the original cellophane wrapping on them. They were, uh-huh. o- they were open, but they still had like most of the wrapping on them with the original price tags. So, cause you know how expensive they were back in the day. Oh, yes. They were between 30 and $50 each. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Wow. <laughs> For these old VHS double, double uh, tape decks. Yeah. Before Top Gun changed things in 86, seriously, like that was the first sell through title, I believe, that was released on VHS that you could brand new buy for like 20 bucks. Before then, it was all 70, 80 bucks. Yep. Some were 100. They were, they were yeah. pricey. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. I, it's hard to believe that we used to pay 20 bucks for a VHS tape, but boy, did we. Oh, oh yes. I still have them. Well, not all of them, but I still have some of them. And I'm buying them again. Yep. I'm just an idiot, I guess. I don't know. I, no, they look no. cool on the shelf together, so. Yeah. <laughs> I really wish that you'd get some, like, true, like, the big box. I can't Collect- find them, dude. I'm in, I'm in yeah. frickin' Ohio, dude. You know what I mean? Like, if I went up to Cleveland or Columbus or something and went to those thrift stores, maybe I could find some of those, that stuff. But yeah. The best I came across was, uh, at the exchange over by the mall, uh, where I bought Sorcerer. They yeah. had, um, they had a couple of horror movies there. They looked like shitty horror movies, but they were old horror tapes from the 80s, so I was like, oh, this is cool. It wasn't anything big box, but they still, yeah, I found Sorcerer sealed. And then I went and looked, yeah. digging around in there. They had like five other copies of it sealed. Oh, huh. That's odd. It is, but whatever. I've got my, yeah. my sealed Sorcerer VHS. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird to think back. I mean, I remember perusing through VHS stores like at, at the mall and the big box ones were always the ones that I would go after because they had the, all the gory artwork and whatever. And now those are the collectibles. Mm hmm. It's, so. it's like, like when DVD really hit big, especially when it took off at, uh, at Best Buy and the VHS started going away and the DVD really ramped up. That's when we, I mean, even more got excited about collecting because it got easier. Yeah, and, it did. And now it's kind of gone the other direction a little bit because some, some Goodwills aren't even carrying VHS anymore, except for the Disney clamshells. Yeah, they're just getting rid of it, and I, I'm oh, I don't like that at all. And the comic book collector in me who has to try and hunt down your issues, wow, that uh, is turning a, a f- phrase of a pun: hunting down your issues. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. we do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that crossed with the movie dork in me, the movie freak, 
that's why the the VHS thing has become so fun to me because I'm I'm on the hunt again. I, like I have yeah. a reason to go through some of these movies. Yeah, I still have a couple that uh, I I refuse to ever part with. One of one of them is the original Clamshell uh, Faces of Death. I mean, literally from back in the inception of VHS, I would imagine. But I, I mean, that thing is so rare. I and I remember Bob. Well, yeah, I remember guy gave it to me. No, oh, uh, and uh, was it a, was it from, worth anything when he did? Uh, no. At the time, that was when VH or when VHS was kind of going out and DVD was kind of taking over. But now it's you know got that and stage fright, and I've got a couple others that are uh, you know. I can't imagine they're that easy to find. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still like that Dr. Butcher, uh, that big box. That's, ah, uh, man. What? You want it back? Uh, I, I mean, I have the Blu-ray. Well, I have that, I have that movie in numerous versions. Um, but like, I love something about those big box movies and especially like Silent Night, Deadly Night. I've, I would love to come across the original, uh, USA video big box of, Silent Night, Deadly Night. If you want it back, I'll give it back to you. I don't care. Hey, you should check. The, you should seriously look to see how much that thing is worth at this point. Because mm. um, I would, be, I would be surprised if it's not worth at least forty or fifty bucks. But I could be wrong. I don't. I could be yeah. wrong. Well, I'd never sell it anyway. Yeah. So anyway, I could talk. I could talk collectible <laughs> stuff for <laughs> me too. But we should probably podcast. get on with the show and talk about uh, you know roulette movies and stuff. Oh yay. <laughs> Oh, actually, yeah, not, not bad this week, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's uh, do what we always do, and like Indiana Jones, just swing into the cave and try and find those gems, those happy, happy gems. Yeah. In the cave of wonders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and last week, it was all about the money up against when animals dream, and I get to go first. Uh, all about the money, which I just finished up a little bit ago, because we have a short watch week. Three down-on-their-luck buddies head to South America in order to hunt the world's most wanted drug kingpin and collect the reward for his capture. Starring Eddie Griffin, very funny. Casper Van Dien, very funny. Danny Trejo, actually kind of scary again. Nice. Wow. All right. I, I'll give this movie a thumbs up. It's a passing thumbs up. I don't know that I'll revisit it, but maybe somewhere down the road, you know, years and years down the road when you go, I think I liked that, then you'll go back and watch it again. This is a comedy movie. And this movie is its best when it's being a comedy, but somewhere like the halfway point, uh, the, the guys get kind of split up because Casper Van Dien gets, uh, kidnapped by, by drug dealers and the other two are trying to figure out a way to rescue him. And then it, it kind of tries to be more of an action-y movie for a little bit. And it's still funny, but it's just not as funny. It's like it really slows down. And then it picks back up when they all get back together at the end and is really funny again. And, well, really funny. For a roulette, really funny. Yeah, gotcha. So I would say it's worth a watch. This would be a mildly diverting treadmill movie for you. I think you'd enjoy it. Especially with audio, because you want to hear Eddie Griffin. He is funny. He's very funny. And surprisingly, so is Casper Van Dien. And, uh, yeah, not much... Really to say about it, I, it's it's not the greatest thing in the world. I mean, it's definitely R-rated. It's gory at bits. Uh, there's nudity. You see a couple of wieners. You see some oh, great. T- yeah. stripper chicks and stuff, uh, which r- results in one of the funniest parts of the movie, I think. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there you go. All about the money as a 
direct video, direct to Netflix kind of thing. And, you know, when it comes to this kind of stupid shit, you could do far worse. Yeah. And that's all that we ask for out of a roulette. Yep. That's, if, yeah. I'll give you like a 5.5 out of 10. I, I, like I said, about the beginning of the third act, I was kind of like, come on, let's go. It's, it's definitely 15 minutes too long. I mean, it's, it's, it's what 90. It does. It, it's just like, it doesn't, you're not a real movie guys. You're a comedy. You don't need to have a real action plot going on when you're a direct to video comedy. Just like make it work. You were doing yeah. you were doing very well up until that point. Yeah, it was just like all right, whatever. When in doubt, always go the Corman route. Yeah, chop out that extra 10, 15 minutes of of padding that makes your movie not near as good. Yeah, because because it's like for the for that kind of thing, you don't really care about the plot. I know that's a weird criticism to have of a movie that. Oh, there's plot, but <laughs> yeah, it really was just like, well, oh, come on. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that was fine. Over to you. When okay. animals dream. Okay, when animals dream from 2014, a 16 year old uh, girl in a, what is this Norway or this is a Norwegian movie? I, Bork, I, Bork, Bork. or Denmark or yeah, Borktown. Um, <laughs> so uh, she. Uh, Obviously, there's something wrong with her mom, and uh, there's this strange, like, the, the islanders all treat her a bit, her and her family a bit different. She gets a job uh, working at the, whatever you call it, fish, like, processing fish. Um, uh, we've soon learned quickly that she's not quite uh, normal, I guess. She's got some animal-ish tendencies and then the rest of the movie is her kind of evolving into something else and uh the uh townspeople uh are obviously i don't want to spoil the movie a whole lot but it's honestly this movie reminded me a lot of let the right one in uh which is which is that's a good comparison what i said I said yeah. it's left the right one in with a werewolfy thing yeah it's uh very very well acted very well shot uh everything about it is solid um it's not overly memorable to me like there wasn't any great standout scenes where i'm like okay that was fantastic it was just a easy hour and 25 minute watch where i kind of saw where it was going i i do think it needed a big scene and there there was some sort of a big scene towards the end um but it needed a bit more and maybe it was because the movie was um it felt like it was a bit more of a drama than a horror movie, um, and they were trying to play it more as a drama. But boy, it would have been cool to have like a really actiony, gory uh, bit in the movie. And there was a little bit of that towards the end, but it was that was my biggest complaint: is that this would have been like really good had they really gone for it towards the end, and instead they kind of kind of whimpers its way towards the ending. Sure. But, but all in all, for a roulette, that's Honestly, it's about the same grade as what you gave your movie. I, I mean, it's I'm I'm not sure if I'll ever watch it again, but mm-hmm. for one time, that I could do I could do, and I always do way worse than that. <laughs> yep, so, I was very tickled with it myself because I I had it as a roulette, so I went in completely with roulette eyes. You know, yeah. where you're like, oh god, here we go, and yeah, so I was like, yay, this doesn't suck. It's good stuff. Yeah, but, uh, and the girl, she, the, that girl was a really good actress. Actually, the, the, all of the acting was really good. Everything about it was was just a solid movie. Yep. 
I I totally agree, and I, I I'm glad you said the, le- the right one in because that's exactly how I felt about it. Yeah, but um, again, I I probably won't watch it again. But for a one-off, big thumbs up. Cool. Thumbs up. <laughs> there right. you go. Uh, next round. I am throwing your way the longest titled movie I think I've ever put on the roulette. Jim and Andy: The Great Beyond, featuring a very special contractually obligated mention of Tony Clifton. Uh, what a mouthful. Through the lens of his stunningly immersive performance as Andy Kaufman, Jim Carrey ponders the meaning of life, reality, identity, and career. And I will probably watch this one anyway, because it, it it's all about him, how he went method acting for that moon movie. What was it? Something with the moon. Where he was Andy Kaufman. Yeah, Man on the Moon. Was there that you it was go. Called? Yeah. Which is a good movie, but I don't... What do you think about method acting? I think it's nonsense. Eh, whatever. I just there's all I mean, the trailer had behind the scenes of him just not when they're shooting or anything, just being Andy Kaufman and throwing chairs and being a lunatic and because he would uh, he would never leave the like for three months or however long they were shooting he was he was this guy and he was just a apparently a giant pain in the ass and you know very weird guy anyway and so yeah yeah this movie is gonna be him. Just unraveling, I think. Uh, Beyond the Gates is one that I had on the roulette, and I thought I'd throw your way, because I don't think you've watched yet. Nope. Two brothers closing up a video store owned by their missing father find a mysterious role-playing game that turns into a desperate bid for survival, and Barbara Crampton is in this a little bit. And to refresh you on my review of this movie, when I had it, it's a cool movie with a couple bits of gore. I was entertained because it's in a VHS store most of the time. And they used Barbara Crampton well, I think. Like, they didn't overuse her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just for the name. Yeah. Uh, There's a couple of parts that are funny. It's not a horror fest. So don't go in thinking that. Okay. And lastly, Alice, Sweet Alice. Uh, It's on YouTube or Tubi TV. I'm sure it's on YouTube too, probably. This is a slasher movie. Uh, favorite daughter Karen, Brooke Shields, is viciously strangled and set afire in church on the day of her first communion. And suspicion falls on her jealous and emotionally unstable sister, Alice. Uh, and that's where I quit the synopsis, because it basically, then this person gets stabbed, and then that person gets stabbed, and then it's a slasher. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Sounds good. And heading your way is a French fantasy movie from 2014 called Metamorphosis. A girl is approached by a strange boy outside her high school. He asks her to follow him to her to hear stories where gods fall in love with human beings. And uh, it looks just bizarro. And I don't know why I thought, well, what if that would be maybe something akin to Fantastic Planet? Probably isn't, but you never know. Um, next up is one that we have, you actually had thrown my way last week called Ripped. Which I, I do think this looks pretty funny. I know that you just watched a comedy, but I have a feeling that did this you, is did probably... Did you watch the trailer? Gonna, yes, and it, it yeah. looks like a solid pick. So eventually one of us is going to watch this. Um, uh, it, a comedy about uh, two free-spirited stoners who, after smoking some top-secret pot created by the CIA, find themselves catapulted into 2016. And uh, yeah, it's kind of sort of a hot tub time machine-ish, I guess. Um, and last but not least is Undercover Grandpa. And uh, this is from 2017, starring the great James Caan. And Jessica Walter is in this. Uh, action comedy 
Family, but it's PG-13. And this one here, from what I've been seeing, gets pretty solid reviews. When the girl he likes goes missing, Jake enlists the help of his grandpa and his former special ops buddies. And this might be one that you could watch with the family. So uh, you never know. Especially with James Conn, I'm guessing that it'll be at least watchable. It's a little over an hour and a half, so there you go. I am feeling good coming off this comedy. I'll just go right ahead and take another one. I'll take Ripped. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Give me the kick in the pants to get it watched. Okay. <clears throat> and for and, answer. Um, you know, it, it's time that because I'm, uh, you know, I watch anything and everything 70s and 80s, I'm going to go Alice Sweet Alice this round. Because I'm sure there's going to be some some good in that. We'll see. Why? <laughs> because Brooke Shields gets murdered in the beginning? <laughs> yes, exactly. Automatically, that's like three stars. <laughs> <laughs> I just like how viciously that description. Yeah, it's like wow, that's hardcore. You know, that's another one that I remember back in the day seeing at the at the VHS store all the time. That cover was so cool. Uh, well, with the, the, well, this, what I was reading about it, it just reeks of a full on black glove slasher kind of movie, and that's more your category than mine. But I yeah. figure. You know, I'll pitch it your way, and you kind of know what I like and don't like, so it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, if I can go off your review. But you saw it in the VHS store, you said? I know, oh, yeah, I back never in the day, I, oh, yeah, this was like, there was like a, a weird face mask, and then I think there was like a, if I remember correctly, like a, looks like a, a blanket, or like a kid's blanket or whatever, and then there was this bloody knife stuck in it, and it's... Yep. I think it might, there might be a teddy bear, too. Or maybe it's a teddy bear, something like that, and I was always like, oh, that's, that looks fantastic. You're like, that's a and, three out of five, I should watch it someday. Yes, and here we are. Yep. <laughs> The time is now. Yeah, you smoked a blunt and woke up, and now it's time. Thirty years later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, movie freaks. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, are you ready to move on? That, that'll be yes. it for next week. It'll be ripped up against Alice, sweet Alice, on the roulette. All right. Okay. And for second segment tonight, we are going to do theater ticket lottery. Woo! Dun dun dun. Grab your bags and grab your boxes uh, full of ticket stubs because it's time to shake them up and pull them out and see if we got any stories and can guess Whew. what they're going to bring. Pull them out and spray them out. Oh, I just, that's, that's all sounding way sexier than I mean it. Yeah. I, I saw my, I believe my second movie in the theater of 2017 today. Can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> wow. We're trying to get, if the planets align, we're going to try and watch a movie this weekend in the theater. Probably the one that you're going to be talking about, but we'll uh, we'll get to that later. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, I guess I, I go first. So do I, I pick first? I'll pick first. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, give me... What are you going to grab? Now, I'm just going to make mention here. I'm going to be digging to the very, very bottom of the pile. I'm going to actually try to, try to be try to be finding, like, small ticket stubs because that means that they're really old. Mm. So I'm going to I'm gonna try to get some old school. Now, if that happens or not, we shall see. But that's my mission is to get some uh, – I mean, I could, I've been collecting movie ticket stubs since the, I think, early 90s. As long as I even, can remember. I don't know yeah. when – I guess it would probably be since I started paying for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we probably didn't never got any from our parents. We never thought about it. Hmm. Yeah, so it's 
Okay, I'm going to pick a little bit of a specific genre. I'm going to say an adventure movie. For me? Yes. Okay. Now, we should clarify that a little bit because that's big. Okay. Yes, it is. Die Hard is not an adventure movie, in my opinion. No. An adventure movie is your Indiana Joneses, your National Treasures, your... You get in the feel of what I'm, I'm saying here? Yes. Like... You go on a journey and, and things happen to you and not just, I went over there with the purpose of killing people. That's an action movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got gotcha. you. Adventure. Adventure. So would Star Wars be considered adventure? No, that's a science fiction film. Okay. It's actually a science fantasy film because it's not even, yeah, science. Okay. Film. Well, I think that you win. Cutthroat Island. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, nice. Well done. And I have a story for that one. Uh, well, kind of. Um, let me just make a note of that. That uh, Cutthroat Island. That was at the Dollar Theater back in the day. It, it ended up at the Dollar Theater in a week or so because it bombed so bad. <laughs> yeah. And I remember that my buddy and I snuck a six-pack of beer into the theater. And I, we're talking like the first... Not even thirty minutes. Uh, we're sitting down our uh, our Heinekens on you know our drink you know Heinekens on the floor, and I me set it down, and of course I were you know the the theater is kind of at a little bit of a slope, and immediately Bing it falls over. We're in the back row, all the way down to the front. I clink 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 clink, and it was a you know at least half full. And, oh, uh, no, then, that's even worse. Oh, yes. Cause at, oh, yeah. it's Heineken, so it smells real strong. Yes. It, oh, yes. It's, it's very gamey. Uh, <laughs> so then some, and then someone actually takes the bottle and sets it into the middle of the aisle, almost as a someone, someone that works here hopefully will come in and see this and bust someone. And we immediately took the rest of our beers, got up and left. <laughs> did and you ever that was, see Cutthroat Island then? I did on when it came out on. Man, would that have been still VHS or DVD? One of them, but surely regardless, VHS probably. I'd guess. Yeah, but regardless, the movie was actually not bad. It it's was bad, watchable. but it's watchable. That's funny so, because you've I think you've told that story before on the show, but I don't think you ever said what movie you went to. Oh, really? Okay. Well, yeah, it was Cutthroat Island. Wow, that's awesome. Nailed yeah. it. One point. Yeah, that was a good one. Okay. Okay, I think for you, I'm going to try to go safe here, straight up science fiction. That's always the the, the safe pick. Kind of for me, yeah. Yep. Let's see if I can find a little one. They're, they're all the Cinemark big squares, you know? I know. Okay, here we go. Uh, well, this is a recent movie. It's not science fiction. Ah. I'm guessing I saw this with you. Maybe not. Uh, the Last Stand? Was this the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Yeah, I saw that with my wife. Okay. We both and saw I didn't know that you theater. saw that? Yeah, you saw that in the theater? Wow. Huh. February 25th, 2013. Oh, matinee, $1.50. Okay, I saw it at the Dollar Theater. That's why I saw it. Because I'll yeah. see about Which anything it was, for $1.50. Yeah. It was, it was worth a dollar theater, barely. Yeah, it's a, that's a worth a Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Have you watched okay. it more than once? Nope, never again. It was meh. Yep, I agree. 
lots of I'm old jokes and too old yeah. for this shit kind of stuff. And it was like, all Wasn't right. Johnny Knox- was Johnny Knoxville on that? Oh, you're right. He was. <laughs> then he shows up some point with a school bus and a giant machine gun. And he's yeah, well, he always yeah. in his underwear and boots and a robe for, I don't know. It was, Probably. What's happening? Yeah, it was, yeah. Now I actually am starting to not like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone from it's worth a dollar theater to it's shit. Yes. In the time span of 30 seconds. Movie freaks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, for you. Hmm. I want a horror movie. Okay. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I guess in some circles it could be considered a horror movie, but not, uh, probably not really. Uh, The Nativity Story. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I, uh, Uh, nailed that one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I watched that with my wife's family. Uh Yep. That was a little over ten years ago now, yeah. Really? Is that old? Yeah. 2006 is when that came out, so that was, that would have been, uh, yeah, 11 years ago. But, but having said that, it's a good movie. If you know, have you seen it? No, I know the story. Yeah, uh, it's funny. It, <laughs> I, I read. Know, it's funny. I read like, the. I read the script. So, <laughs> yeah, you read the script. So you you get you get what's going yeah, on. I got there. it. Yeah the uh, the guy that plays Joseph is uh, uh, Poe Dameron and uh, oh yeah, what's his? I forget Oscar what Isaac. Is. Yeah, he's a really really good actor, and it's like. Uh, I'll be getting into some recently watched that I, with him in it. And we always refer back to like, oh, I remember when he was on, he was Joseph in the nativity story and he was really convincing. Like, in fact, I would say that he was about the best part of that movie. He was really, really good. And yeah, here he is. He's, he's a very versatile actor. Like he is, especially, uh, maybe that's the one you're going to talk about, but that robe or ex machina, you go from that to Poe Dameron. It's like, you're a piece of shit to, uh, just a, true blue hero kind of guy. Yeah, I know. That's a hell of a transition. I'm trying, I'm looking him up real quick. Cause there, there's a movie that, uh, you, you said you associate him with, uh, we, we need to play that game again sometime. We'll, yeah, we do, but you associate him with that nativity movie. And I associate him with, uh, something that he did. Uh, that was old. Yeah. Like literally every movie that he is in, I think of nativity, sir. Cause that's the first thing I watched him in. And again, he was, very convincing. Dude, that was in like that. his fifth movie. Wow, that's awesome. I did not know he was. Oh, Body of Lies is one I think of him. Remember that? Is movie? Is that uh, DiCaprio? Yeah. Great movie. Yeah, you turned around on that one. Yes, I did. I actually own the Blu-ray now. Me too. I might. I might be pulling that one out again soon. That good movie. Man, he's got a great filmography. Okay, your turn. What do you want? Um. Oh, let's see. Action. And by action, I, I mean, like, diehard type. Yeah. Do you want me to dig blindly, or should I go for the first tiny one I can find? Because <laughs> I have to look down to, to actually do that. I don't want... Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, I got one. Okay. Oh, it's false alarm. It's a one of those Monopoly piece things from McDonald's. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. You lose. That was not an action. Yeah. Oh, wait. I got a small one. I got a small one. Yeah. yeah pull out a small one. <laughs> I'm pulling out a small one. What did you say? Action? Yeah. Let's put a big old one right over here. Oh. And <laughs> I wish the year was on here. It just says 518. But this one's in really good shape. 9.50 p.m. 
at Hoyt's Cinema. Where is the Hoyt's? Was that the old Dollar Theater in the corner of the? I might have been wasn't... on. No, I was on vacation. That's where uh, I was okay. on vacation in the Outer Banks, and when I first saw this movie, I'm ninety percent sure. And it was funny. We used to go five or a, I'm pretty sure that's where it was. Anyway, I used to get to see all the big summer movies when I was on vacation because we used to always go over July 4th. And for some reason, when I'm on vacation, my mom will be a little loosey goosey, at least a little bit more loosey goosey with what she would let me watch. So that's how I got to see like speed in the theater and, uh, and this one twister. Oh, 1996. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's a, that was a great theater going experience. Yes, it was. That, that one, that movie blew up that summer. Big yeah, time. That was awesome. And that was, I, I don't know how well it holds up, but man, back in the day, that was a great summer movie. I've, I haven't watched it in years and I've actually been wanting to watch it again with Addy, but I, I only have it on Laserdisc. <laughs> No, uh, and I, if I'm going to show you that movie, I want to do it with surround sound and and good yeah. like Blu-ray quality. Uh, but yeah. uh, the last time I watched it, I thought it held up pretty darn well, as long as you can ignore the stupidity of everything that they're doing, pretty much. Yeah. Yep. And the uh, you know the ridiculous nature of, of the very end, the climax, they tie themselves to that thing. It's just like, all right, what are you doing? Yep. Like, what? But uh, the whole movie is silly. I and what's his name is. That's one of the roles that I always associate with, uh, oh, he just died. Was Bill it? Paxton? No, not Bill Paxton. Um, oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yeah, there you go. Yep. That and that Van Halen song. That yeah. Was huge, that, that was huge that year. Wasn't the Jamie Gertz, was that her name? Or whoever, the, the, the black haired lady, um, what was her name? Wasn't she, uh, in the Lost Boys? I'm pretty sure she was the. I'm not sure who you're talking about. Uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Jamie, uh, wasn't it Jamie Gertz? Wasn't she, like, she was the, the, the girl in The Lost Boys. Yes. That, uh, okay, Jason Patrick. Oh, his ex-wife. Oh, oh, yeah. The, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 you're right. Okay, okay. Okay. Smaller so, role. Yeah. I was trying to think of the other women that were in it. Um, so. yeah, anyway, that, that was a great theater-going experience, and that was actually the first time that I ever saw an eclipse of The Shining. Mm, because they're that's right. They're watching it at the drive-in when the when the twister, yeah. the ninja twister, sneaks up on them because it's a yeah. villain and it's trying to get them. Yeah, and then the cows <laughs> fly through the air and things. Yeah, CGI and yeah. <laughs> Good movie though. I I need to watch that one again sometime. Yeah, I have too. a feeling that it's not going to hold up the greatest, but it's going to at least sound really great. Yeah. Oh, imagine what that sounds like on Atmos. Yeah, um, no kidding. You're going to give me a comedy because you always do. Okay, and the winner is I, I'm I pulled out oh, pulling out small ones. We just, that's <laughs> there's the title teeny, of the show. Tiny, tiny, shriveled little small ones. That's what I'm pulling out tonight. Uh, there's our title. <laughs> pulling out small ones. Um, okay, so I uh, I I'm assuming I know what this is. This be- oh Hoyts? Are you kidding me? I pulled out a Hoyts ticket. This has got to be from Dover, from the mall. The theater in the you moment. know what? I'll bet you that that's more like because I think it says May on that Twister ticket, and so I, that would be more likely that that's where I saw it. So mine is a Child's, which means Child's Play, which means I didn't see the first two. That would be Child's Play three. 
where Andy Barkley goes to military school. And now he finally gives me a horror movie. Wow. Yeah. Of course, only on this show do I go from the birth of Christ to a killing uh, doll in a military school. There. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Only here. Yep. <laughs> movie freaks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ah, well, I remember I, I I was so uh, that was back in the day where I was just starting to be able to go watch anything I wanted to in the theater because I had my license uh, and I remember you know Child's Play three came out and every like everybody had loved the first two Child's Play movies and then I saw this one and I I this may have been the first one that I even watched and I loved it I still think it holds up pretty good but this is like the one that most people seem to not like but I I thought this was a good movie you've seen the I used to own it on. I used to have the first three on VHS, and then I got rid of them in the Big Purge. I wish I still had them on VHS, but I, I liked it too. I, I thought uh, each one had their pros and cons, but I, I still remember enjoying it. I haven't seen yeah. it in so long, though, that I probably shouldn't say that too loudly. What yeah. was I going to say? Oh yeah, uh, the theater in Dover. I don't think we've ever derailed about that theater too much, have we? But Boys, the the expensive theater. Well, it was my only theater. That was Mel, me too. That was, that was it. it, and it sometimes. There would be times when it was snowing so bad that me and my, I'd be like, I just, we ain't got nothing to do. Me and my buddy, let's just go watch a movie. Well, it's going to take us, usually it took 30 minutes to get there from where we lived. It's going to take us an hour because there's that much snow and stuff. And it's like, what else we got to do? So we would take an hour to go drive down there and then take an hour, you know, to, just to watch oh, something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me too. Would just like risk life and limb in my stupid little front wheel drive car driving in like so much, like, level two out. Like, the, even the law is saying, don't be out. And we would just bomb all the way down there to watch a movie because screw it. And we had one of two ways of getting in at that point in my life, which was they had this challenge set up down there for a while, which it was a big water tank, and you could turn this thing in the middle, and it would have little pedestals on it. And if you could drop a quarter in and make it land on one of the pedestals, you'd get a free ticket. And it was for, like, charity or something. Okay. So, I was down there with my dad one time, and he showed me how to do it. You have to drop the water. You can't touch the thing, so there's no movement on the surface. And you got to hold the quarter completely flat. As close as you can, you drop it, and it will fall straight down. If you let it, if it hits the water perfectly flat, you're good. Most people try and just drop it in, and it yeah. spins out all over the place. We got so good at it that, like, I didn't buy a movie ticket for, like, a, an entire summer. because What? I just, oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. We just go, <laughs> bloop, bloop. And when that theater started to decline, then, we found out that, or I had the idea, because we were so bored, we were mall rats, because we never had anything to do, stupid teenagers. Is there any way that we can just sneak into movies? Because they'd have days where the ticket terror guy wasn't there, you know? Yeah. Like, Yep. Whatever. So we wouldn't go up to the front. We'd never go up and buy our tickets. We would just go up to the concessions counter and buy popcorn and drinks and then walk right in like we like we own the place. Yeah. And, and it worked? Every time. <laughs> we never got thrown out. We had people come. They would come walk in up and down the theater and kind of look at you funny. But it was like you can always say, oh, I bought, bought my ticket you know, yesterday or something, you know, yeah, it, it was a different time than it is now. And yeah, very we, much. We did so. that a lot. You know, that's how I got to see like devil's advocate. And the only reason I went and saw devil's advocate was because we were bored and it was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy a ticket for this lawyer movie. Who gives a crap? 
And then, we and then it turns it, out to be a great and movie. It turns out to be this whole Satan thing. When we after we were done, we just went and sat in the food court, just like like smoking cigarettes because we could do that at the time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just like holy shit, that was crazy. It was like yeah. Antichrist and stuff. We thought it was just going to be a lawyer movie. <laughs> Well, I remember, and I remember that theater would be the one where my mom would take my sister and I to the mall, like on, on an afternoon. And uh, I would have in mind, I would be like, okay, I have a like, there's a PG movie that I can say I'm going to go see, and there was always the R-rated counterpart that I was going to sneak into. So I watched uh, William Friedkin's uh, Guardian. I watched Split Second with Rutger Hauer. Um, there was uh, maybe Hardware. I think I watched Hardware, uh, Richard Stanley's Hardware. And we're not going to have um, that, any any ticket proof of any of these. No, none. <laughs> uh, but I think that's – but like I would go and like, you know, I'm sure that I would say the actual movie that I was – I was, uh, you know, I was supposed to see, which was whatever PG movie was on and then over into The Guardian or over into – oh, Leprechaun was maybe another one that I think. Maybe Leprechaun. Yeah. Well, anyway. My parents – my mom took me to see Leprechaun. That was my first R-rated movie. I told her I, I – when I – for my birthday – my present, one of my presents is that I get to go see an R-rated movie in the theater, because I never have. And I was all excited about this, and I okay, we'll do that, okay, okay. And I'm thinking in my head, I want to see, like, a Die Hard, or Aliens, that something like that. That's what I'm after. And then, it comes my birthday weekend, the only R-rated movie is Leprechaun. And I'm like, I do not want to see this dumbass movie. Like, I don't even care, but I'm just yeah. like... I have to sell it or she's not going to let, she's like, you don't really want to see this dude. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. I want to see Leprechaun, Leprechaun. And so me and mom went and saw Leprechaun and then we went out, walked out of the theater and was like, well, that wasn't worth it. I mean, it was kind of scary for me at the time. I don't even know how old I, maybe what year was that? Oh, I late eighties, I would imagine or early nineties. I was going to say, I want to say I was 13. I could be wrong though. Anyway. Hmm. Leprechaun. Okay. Yep. Last round. Okay. Uh, for you, let's go. See if you can bring home a winner. Okay. Um, uh, so we're we tied right now, or what's the it's score? One to one. Oh. And okay. I'm out. I'm done. So this okay. is your chance to win. Horror. Yeah. Are you sure about that? Yep. I'm gonna try for horror. Give me a Yui Bowl. Give me a Yui Bowl. Come on. <laughs> That's filmmaking horror. I don't know if that counts as genre horror. <laughs> okay, here's the ticket. And it is... Ah, you fucker. Uh, Splice. Do you remember oh, this yeah. movie? Yes, I do. Good movie. Yeah, I saw this at the Dollar Theater, I think, probably by myself. This was a nooner, yep. And I told you, I remember telling you about it, that you should check this out. This is pretty and decent. I did. That was a good movie. It was Adrian Brody, right? Yeah, I liked that movie. I actually saw that Blu-ray the other day for like a buck, and I was like, eh. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's worth it. I've got the Blu-ray of that thing. That's that's a cool movie. Yeah, but how often am I going to watch it again? Like, you know, when it comes to the, the Blu-rays, I'm, I'm a little more... Am I just buying it because it's cheap? Am I really going to watch it a whole lot? Yeah. Now? So... Maybe when it's 50 cents. Okay, there, there you, you go. Mean. There's your round of theater ticket lottery. You win... Congratulations, you take back the crown, uh, two to one. Nice. And with that, are you ready for Recently Watched? I am. Where are we at on time-wise? Doing good, okay. Yeah, doing good. Let's get the big one right off the list here. This afternoon I went and saw Justice League. So curious your thoughts on that one, because that's what we're hoping to see this weekend. 
I don't think you'll be disappointed. And uh, the reviews are already out there for people that have checked them out. Um, my review is probably going to be fairly boring, but I think it's important to... Ah, uh, here we go down this road again. Back up and refresh on topics we've been over before. Man of Steel, Batman v Superman. A lot of people hate these movies, especially BVS. I don't. I like them. I dig them. Especially BVS, I don't get the hate on. I, I'm not saying they're masterpieces. I don't, I'm not saying I adore them, just that I really enjoy them and I don't think they deserve as much hate. But and a lot of times I feel there's a, there's a bias in the media about some of this stuff. I know that's a weird thing to say, but there is never a negative clickbait title that, uh, that they don't seem to love. And after this first weekend that it was out, it was all about, it only made 94 million. It only made 94 million domestic. Well, great. Let's pretend that, uh, the United States is not the center of the universe for once. Go look at the international numbers for the movies that they're comparing it to. And it's doing exactly the same. They're saying like Thor kicked its ass. Wonder Woman kicked its ass domestically. Yes. Those movies made more. But if you look at their international numbers, it's right, right with them, and it beat a couple of them. So yeah, what's everybody bitching about? Just yeah, it, it it's gonna play fine for for weeks until Star Wars comes out. It's it'll do just fine. I really hope so. I really hope this doesn't discourage Warner Brothers too much, or or want them to reboot and all that crap. Because it's like just it's fine. I like this movie. I give it a thumbs up. I think you will too. Uh, it's. I don't want to say it's better than BVS because when remember when we saw BVS the theatrical we were both Ugh, we both yeah, were that, like there, there's some editing issues going on here like it jumps around like you're here you're here you're here you're here and exact same thing here it is a two hour movie that feels like it should be a Zack Snydery three hour movie okay and supposedly they Warner Brothers insisted on a two hour runtime and. God, these are all things where I'm like, wow, what? You know, there were, it's, it's well known. There was extensive reshoots. Yeah. And <clears throat> Whedon was brought in and I mean, the movie is very funny. There's a lot of jokes in it, I think, uh, which is a pro and a con because the jokes land, but some of the jokes, they keep going when it gets to the third act. And it's like, you're fighting your big, you got big villainy shit going on and you're still kind of being a little slapsticky where it's like, that it took away some of the tension of the moment, in my opinion. Is it is it doing the whole Marvel trying to copy Marvel? Well, type? I mean, that's what everybody has been telling them to do. I mean, bringing Whedon in to do those kind of slapsticky lines—that's what everybody was screaming at them after. BVS, you're so serious. Why don't you lighten up and get some humor? Then they go and do it. Now everybody's like, "Oh, you're trying to be like Marvel. You're slapsticky and funny. It's stupid." You know, it's like you can't please these fucking people. No, no, you can't. And. <laughs> I, I, I kind of, I mean, the, the, I'm not digging a do, uh, dog and Marvel. They're doing their thing, and that's great. I, I don't necessarily need that in my DC. I don't have to have everything the same. You can be a little dark and grim, and I don't, I don't care. I that director's cut of BVS really smoothed that movie out for me, and I think Definitely. a director's cut of this would do the same because it has that same editing thing where it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's all over the place. Yeah. Um, do they do they make reference to uh, Suicide Squad at all? Because that, no. that's the one movie that was meh. Yeah, was okay. that was the worst one of the bunch for me too. No, yeah. they do not. Okay. Uh, they definitely reference man. This is Man of Steel three, basically. That's the, your lineage of this movie is is Man okay. of Steel, BVS, then this, and they definitely reference those two movies, uh, all all in pretty good ways. Um, Ezra Miller as the Flash, phenomenal. He was 
hysterical. One of the best choices I think he made, and I didn't even fully recognize it until the very end, he runs Goofy. And he runs Goofy on purpose, I think. And like, it was a actor choice. Oh, really? And it's so funny. Like, he is the, he is hilarious in this movie. Uh, Aquaman is funny as well and has funny moments, but he's like your Drax funny. Like Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, he's your big yeah. Hulk and whatever. But at the same time, he has some very funny moments that work very well. Wonder Woman's fantastic. Um, and, uh, Batman. Um, oh, I was, I, I've been, I haven't had much time to process this movie. You know, they, I like to watch these things more than once, but every time that a story is brought up with him in the last year or so of, well, he's not directing the bat, the Batman standalone movie. And everybody's saying, oh, he's going to quit. He doesn't want to be Batman anymore. And then he comes out and says, yes, I love being Batman. I'm going to be Batman as long as I can. And then more stories will keep leaking out. Every time they leak out these stories that he doesn't want to be Batman, I'm like, oh, I liked him as Batman. That's one thing that, Really, Doug. And here, he's fine. He's good. If he steps away as Batman now, I'm I'm not really going to be brokenhearted about it. Because, and I think this was Joss Whedon stuff to me, but there were scenes that were I clearly reshoots, in my opinion, because of Mustache Gate. Uh, that, uh. where it was like, you got, you got all these guys out in the daylight. And at the end of the day, these are a bunch of people in suits. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Another thing I was thinking about today is that critics and, and the fanboyism and stuff of all these movies has gotten way, way too serious at the end of the fricking day. This is just a bunch of people in suits with superpowers. This shit is stupid. You can't shine a light too brightly or too harshly on any of it, or it all falls apart. And to have your guys standing out there in the middle of a square in the middle of the day and and then you got Batman making jokes. It's like, ah, that doesn't, I, I don't know how I feel about that yet. It was funny. The joke he made was fun. Everybody, we laughed. But then I'm thinking about it later. I'm like, Batman doesn't, doesn't really make jokes, you know? Yeah. But that clearly, I think that was a bunch of, uh, and lastly, Mustache Gate. <laughs> they had to digitally take out Henry Cavill's mustache because he was off shooting the latest Mission Impossible movie. And yeah, the extensive reshoots, which brings me to, you know, if they had never done that story, I don't know if it would have been as big an, a deal. I don't think anybody would be so intently staring at that upper lip. But it was a story and I have to address it. Yeah. And I have to ask the question, did you reshoot every, like, 90% of Superman scenes from the entire frickin' movie? Because you can clearly tell when it's one of those scenes, because his lip looks weird, a little weird, a little goofy, and it was 90% of his scenes, it felt like. It was like, how much did you reshoot? Yeah, no kidding. I I really hope that we get to see Zack Snyder's cut someday with the original score. The Elfman score was fine. It annoyed me a lot less than most Elfman scores can, but it was fairly forgettable. It was nice that they... He paid homage to his own Batman score from 1989 and the original Superman score. He had little snippets of both of those worked into character. Oh, that's cool. Which was cool. I thought it was really cool. Um, but I'd like to hear what the original Junkie XL score was. Or, or Hans Zimmer, whoever did it. Yeah. And I would really like to see what Zack Snyder's original cut was like. Um, just for, out of curiosity. As it stands, it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. I was never bored. 
I laughed a lot more than I thought I would. I, I, the things that p- the reviewers were saying really annoyed them. I d- was looking for and didn't, I was like, oh, whatever. Moving on. It's just a action movie with people in capes. Um, yeah. So if you go on with that mindset, I think you'll like it just fine. And I think, you know, the tomato meter in general is kind of about right as far as if you're going to have Batman v Superman down that low and you're going to have Wonder Woman up that high then Justice League is about okay. It's right where it needs to be. It's square in the middle of the two. It's not Wonder Woman, but it's it's not BBS either. Okay. Did you stay through the end credits? Uh, the... We stayed all the way to the very end. And both nice. of the scenes were cool. And I the second one, you can just YouTube it. I, I could even tell you what it is. It might not mean much to you, but it, for comic book dork, I was like, oh, that's cool. That See that character. So, um, yeah. But the, the, the mid-credits one was cool. That was a a famous comic book issue and a famous comic book cover that they recreated just kind of for fun. And it, yeah, I liked it. I give this movie a thumbs up right now. I'm, I'm going to go the same as BVS, uh, which I, I think I gave it basically a three out of five. And then when I saw the director's cut, I bumped it up to a four. And the same thing here. I think I'll just go a three out of five. It's solid. Can't go wrong with that. I yeah. really question the trailers they put in front of this movie, though, because it was oh. they were really odd choices. We were, we were looking at each like, other like, what? Kids movies or like... Just random stuff. There's a Samson movie coming out, like Bible Samson. What? Are you serious? Who stars in it? I have no idea. A whole bunch of people I've never seen before, but he's out there just slaying people with the jawbone of the donkey. <laughs> I wonder if that's going to be more uh, mainstream or if it's an actual, like, uh, it's faith-based... You know, it's a faith-based thing, I think. Okay. I, there was just a bunch of odd trailers. I was, huh. huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ready Player One. Oh, I get that one made sense, but I don't know. Yeah, there, were, made, there were a couple yeah. others that I was. We were just like, "What? Let's show that before Justice League." Anyway, there's Justice League. I babbled on more than long enough about that. So, uh, okay, go ahead. <clears throat> okay, so as uh, I had said previously uh, in another episode, I refused to watch Cold of Chucky. Until I can watch the unrated version, I've been tempted to rent it, but I'm like, you know, I'm going to probably be able to score this on Blu-ray for a good price. I have all the other Chucky movies, so of course I'm going to own this one. And uh, I picked this one up used for uh, a really, really good price. So I do have Cult of Chucky now, and I watched the uncut version last night. Good lord. Somebody's home or something. It is just Jumanji at your house. Yeah, it is. It is every time. Every day. This is my life, dude. I got, if it's not the kids, then it's little Leia no fucks. <laughs> yes, that's what we've named the dog, by the way. We named her Leia, and then we realized that she has no fucks. So she is Leia no fucks. Because <laughs> you, you ask her to do things, or you ask her how she's feeling, or what's going on, yeah, and she just, like, looks, she just looks up at you and is just like, whatever, human. Like, I'll go yeah. to sit down and I try and kind of like shoo her to the side, and my other dog leaps up to his feet and runs away because he doesn't want to get sat on. And Leia just lays there. Nope. nope. So she's a cat. This is a cat dog. <laughs> no, she just has... Just behold the field where I grow my fucks and witness that it is barren. <laughs> that is Leia. Okay, sorry about that. And they, you know what? In a half an hour, they're, or 20 minutes, they're going to go nuts again. Because somebody else will come, come in. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Okay, so... Cult of Cult Chucky. Of Chucky. Um, this is interesting. This is a di- pretty much direct sequel to Curse of Chucky, which I quite liked. Uh, and I, 
maybe I didn't connect the dots then, but now I do. Um, this stars, uh, a lady by the name of, let me find her name, Fiona Dorif. And that would be Brad Dorif's daughter. Oh. And the last movie, she was in the last movie, and I didn't put, I didn't really connect the two. And here I'm like, she looks just like him. Like, it's crazy how I'm like, that is the offspring of, of him. That's really unfortunate for no, no, but, female, you know, I, I don't, I, a female grimly worm tongue. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so, it's, it's uncanny how much she looks like him. Like, I can tell, like, that's, anyway, I think it's kind of cool that they cast yeah. his daughter. Yeah. Though. But anyway, this one here, up until the end, uh, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I'm going to like it more and more every time I watch it. Um, <clears throat> I am really impressed with this series that they are seven movies deep now and they're still growing, going strong and they're not really rebooting. It's like, this is part seven. Uh, I, I think that the last one was kind of sort of a reboot, but I don't think it was. It was, it was part six or whatever. It was, it was a continuation of the story. And I think that's really cool that this is an eighties franchise that is still churning out the sequels. Whereas like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. They've all had their reboots. And this one has not. And I think that's really cool that they're still, they're still, you know, going along. It's part seven and it's still, it works. This one here, I can tell that, uh, Don Mancini, the director, he tried to do, uh, he tried to be a bit different. Like the first half of the movie is almost, I can't believe I'm saying this, but almost David Lynchy weirdness going on where I'm like, what are you doing? Like, wh- what is the end game here? Well, then there is the end game and that's what makes the movie really good. If they would have, if they would have stuck with that overt weirdness of the first half, which <clears throat> this is basically set in, uh, in a, uh, I don't want to say an insane asylum, but kind of, it's like one of those, you know, shock therapy and everybody is, you know, suicidal yeah. and whatever. But um, the title is actually very, very fitting to the movie Cult of Chucky and how it plays out. Uh, Andy Barkley, the kid from the first three movies, is back in this one. Like the actual, and, the actual actor? Oh, the actual actor, yes. No way, that's rad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, 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 halfway through, I'm like, I don't know where Eric would fall on this. You'd oh, no, have to I'm, watch I'm Cr- in now. If the original kid is back, I'm in. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> it's such a weird, weird movie and I appreciate that for it. It's a couple times I'm like, uh, Chucky doesn't look quite like he did back in the day, but it's got tons of gore, especially towards the end. Uh, and I'm glad that I watched the unrated version because there's about not quite a minute's worth of gore reinstated and uh, this is gory. It's a gory movie, but it, it, for what I paid for it, which is I think seven bucks on Blu-ray, that's perfect for me. I, I'm all about these types of movies. That was it was worth it, and I would strongly advise don't watch the Netflix R-rated version because I'm sure that the gore that I saw is probably not in that version. And there is a, an end zinger scene after the credits that I don't want to spoil because it's really cool, uh, but it, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> uh, back to your point of what you were talking about earlier about how they haven't rebooted Chucky, it's great. I mean, it's easier to do that with him because his character lends itself to to that with the whole being in the dull thing and the, the yeah he's plastic yeah yeah uh, but that's one of my favorite parts of Bride of Chucky that's why that one is still my favorite is towards the end when the kid gets the gun and is pointing it at him and he just kind of goes ah fuck it yeah I'll be <laughs> back 
I always come back. Yep. I, I, I love that so much because it's like, it's, it's, it's maybe meta. It's, it's, you know, it is kind of him yeah. recognizing that we're going to do this shit all over again. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, that's where I was like, oh, this movie is so great. Yeah. Yeah. This does not, this is not, it doesn't reach the heights of that. Uh, because this is now, it, it has a little bit more of a direct to video feel to it than, uh, than the older ones do. But again, for, for, uh, a series going seven strong now, it still holds up pretty darn good, in my opinion. I like how so. each entry is so, I don't know, they just go different places, even though the premise is still kind of the same. It's like, yeah, that this second one bonkers. ends in a plastic factory or a toy making factory, yeah. and the third one is on a military, like, it's so strange, but. Yeah, it's cool. And same here, like like the one before this, Curse of Chucky was in this big, almost haunted house type setting, and now this one is in an asylum. And it, I, I like that they everyone, yeah, and they changed Bride up. Chucky it's not was, like was a road movie. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and Seed of Chucky was the John Waters one. Yeah, it's, it's so bizarre, and I just I get a kick out of this series. Well, I'll check so. it out sometime, but I need to rewatch Seed, and I don't think I've I haven't seen Curse. So yeah, I have them all on Blu-ray. Oh, lovely. <laughs> there you go. Okay, back to you. Okay. Let me do a quick little double header here. I'm not going to spend a lot, a lot of time on these. Free Fire, Ben Wheatley. Making notes, making notes. Where was that on? Netflix? No, I got that from the library. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, Good movie. You should check it out sometime. I, I wouldn't tell you to fall over yourself to get to a copy. But it was definitely very strong and totally worth the watch. Completely enjoyable. My biggest complaint would probably be the ending just kind of petered out. But it's basically a 90-minute shootout. And what I really appreciated about it that really jacked up jacks up the score for me is this is one of the only times in a movie where I've seen accurate depiction of accuracy of gun of firearms... If that makes any sense. All too often I see in movies where uh, Lethal Weapon, Mel Gibson pulls out his 9mm or his 45 handgun and takes steady aim at the guy and pulls the trigger and hits him from 300 yards or whatever. You know, he's way far away. If you've ever shot an actual handgun, you would know that's nearly impossible and complete luck. And really annoying when they do it in movies. It's one of those things that annoys me. As much as people never having to reload or infinite ammo. Yeah. So, in this movie, <laughs> they take that to the extreme. Because once the shit starts hitting the fan, and you've got, like, basically three groups in a warehouse that are all against each other. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's pretty accurate. They can't hit shit. And within the first, like, the, the first third or half of the movie, everybody has been shot at least once. So everybody has at least got winged, or shot in the leg, or shot in the shoulder, because you, with a, a handgun, they're inaccurate. Even the best of them, you're not, in a panic situation, going to hit dead on where you want to hit. You're going to wing yeah. somebody in the arm and the leg. So everybody's laying on the ground, crawling around behind rubble, and shooting blindly at each other, and missing. And I appreciated that so much. It made the movie more interesting because it was more realistic, in my opinion. There's a lot of silly stuff in it, but it, uh, that's over the top. But 
at least with that aspect, I was like, okay, that's, I get that. Or, you know, another thing in movies is, uh, you get shot once in the shoulder and the guy's dead. And it's like, I don't, uh, I don't know that that's entirely accurate. Or they get shot 15 times and they're still alive. Everything they did in this movie felt more real to what, to more to what reality is probably like. You know what I mean? More accurate. Yeah. <clears throat> How does this compare to his other movies? He's one of those guys that's just all over the map. It's like every movie he makes is a different genre. The last movie that I watched from him was The Field in England, and I turned it off halfway through. Yeah, I, not good. I, I did not yeah, like that at all. High Rise was good. It's bizarre, but well, he, he, uh, he changes genre, so it's kind of hard to compare them. Yeah. Um, it's not a masterpiece or anything like that, but it's a totally unique kind of film, and it's got a great cast, and you should definitely check it out sometime. Uh, next up, Don't Breathe. Another one I got from the library. I thought I'd let you borrow my Blu-ray of that, no? Oh. Maybe not, huh? That's the, maybe, uh... Maybe you did. Evil Dead director. Yeah, I know. Fetty Oliver. Okay. No, maybe not. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I gave you so many Blu-rays lately <laughs> that I forget which ones I gave you. I thought okay, I got yeah. it from the library. At any rate, I, it wasn't in the month of October. That's why I didn't review it okay. then. So I don't think... Because I watched everything you gave me in October. So I don't okay. think it was from you. Uh, at any rate, I, it, it, it's fine. It's a fine movie. Um, I was, you know, from the trailers, they kind of lay down a couple of, uh, plot points where a person like me who has to try and guess the ending of everything, the writer in me, you know, oh, you're, they're going to do this. There we go. Grandma's here. Once the barking stops, I'll continue. So the way that this went was not at all the way that I thought that they were going to go. Specifically with... Basement? I'm going to be vague. The basement and the, what what that meant for the blind guy. Uh-huh. His character. I ag- all that yep, stuff. I agree with that. That's I was... not what I expected at all. And I liked that. <clears throat> I didn't. Oh, really? I thought that was cool. It was interesting, and it was dark, and it was yes. what I should have expected from the director of that Evil Dead remake, because it was just mean as fuck. I, yeah. sh- I should have expected that it was going to be like that. But <laughs> I had written a completely different third act to this movie <laughs> in my head of how this was going to go. And it was, I was, so I was a little disappointed. I thought there was more interesting ways that they could have taken it. That being said, it's fine. It's fine. Will I watch it again? Probably not. But it's an interesting and unique concept, and I think that everybody should check it out at least once. Because, you know, uh, Hollywood is bereft of original ideas, and this is a fairly original idea. Yeah. So, there you go. I like that uh, the, that dude, that, I forget what his name is, the, the blind man, that was, he was the, he was the big sergeant guy in Avatar, and he's just, he's, no matter how old he is, he's still just a badass. Oh, yeah. Well, he has to stay in shape because he, he all the rules that uh, he's getting offered or or that all the roles that he wants, you have to be ripped for. Ripped old guy. And that's him. He was trying really hard to be Cable. And it went to oh, Josh really? Rowan. Yep. He would have made a huh. decent Cable, I think. He, yeah, he's he, a good actor. He looks more the part than Josh Brolin does, but apparently Josh Brolin has got to be the bad guy in everything these days. Yeah. So. <laughs> he's Thanos. Let him be Thanos. Let somebody else play in the sandbox, you know? But I guess he wants to be... Uh, Cable as well. Yeah. I guess Cable isn't technically a bad guy, but... Eh, whatever. 
Yeah. You'll see him in Deadpool 2. Uh, over to you. Okay, next up for me is uh, another title that, I, if I've talked about it before on the show, it's been a long, long time. Uh, recent, somewhat recently released on Blu-ray from uh, the Vestron video line, and that is 1989's Parents, starring Randy Quaid and Mary Beth Hurt. Have you seen this movie? I it's have, another one. No, I have not. Oh, it's it's bonkers. Um, this is one I've seen it numerous times on VHS, and then uh, Vestron re- released it. You remember the old Vestron line? Vestron video back in the day? Oh, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you meant, do I actually remember this movie, like the cover no. or something? <clears throat> I, don't, yeah. I don't remember the cover or nothing about this. It's so... It's such a weird movie. It's set in the 50s, and it's about a little boy that suspects that his parents are cannibals. But it's played as a really awkward, extremely dark comedy uh, with tinges of horror. But it is it is so weird, and Randy Quaid is great in it. I'm not sure where you stand, where you stand on Randy Quaid. This is probably my favorite role of his ever. He's so good in this and he's such a slimy 1950s evil bastard in it. Uh and it, it, the everything down to like the the uh the props and everything like it genuinely feels like the movie was shot in the 50s or it, it feels like it was set properly. Uh which part of that is because it's not on, you know, video. This is back in when they actually shot movies on film. So it it has that more of a movie look. Mm. Uh but it's just it's only an hour and 20 minutes, so it never overstays its welcome, and it is just weird. Uh, it's hard for me to describe without you actually watching it. Did you it. ever see Serial Mom? Yes. Oh, is yeah. Is it like that? Yes. I would compare it to that somewhat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But it's it's never like that's laugh the, out loud I, I just funny. mentioned that because that's like the feel that I'm getting out of this. Yeah. It's not really laugh out loud funny, but it's just like it's humorous and twisted and we- oh it's such a weird movie but if big thumbs up i really really liked it i dug the 1950s soundtrack it, it, it actually a little bit of it reminded me probably of the, the soundtrack reminded me of blood diner which i really liked blood diner uh that's another one that i felt like up oh, that they got their 50s music and it makes it feel like i don't know shot on film and that old 50s music it makes it feel more I guess I'm just just ruined on today's movies of shot on video, and they try to make them look old, and they they're not, and you can tell that they're not. And I'm going to get into that in another review here. <laughs> Go for uh, it. Go for it. Okay, <laughs> good tidings, uh, or not, or not good tidings. Uh, so I have Amazon Prime, and I'm sifting through there because I can't find anything on Netflix. I'm like, uh, what if? What if there's something on here? I'm like, ooh. Uh, the cover is three evil-looking killer Santa Clauses. Ah, oh, I'm interested. Eugene's yeah, in times three. Yes. So good tidings, and it's a horror title like Silent Dead, Silent Night, Deadly Night. So, uh, I hit play on it, uh, and I shouldn't have an hour and forty minutes. Uh, the beginning, I'm like, oh, okay, it's it's video, of course, but. A little bit better than, you know, the worst of the worst. But I'm like, eh, stick with it. It's Killer Santa Clauses. Um, five hours later, <laughs> what it seemed. I credits roll. I watched the whole thing. I don't, why do I do that? I don't that? know. Why? I don't know. My, my turn off instinct is so much shorter than yours. 
and you gotta you gotta shorten it up, dude. I know that you don't have a lot of horror movies to to choose from, and there's <sighs> so much crap to wade through, but. Don't. It's not going to get better. You always think it's going to get better. It's not going to get better. I know. And, and there was there was just enough okay acting in it. Uh, and I'm like, I'm not seeing where the killer Santa Claus things go thing goes. And uh, no, goes nowhere. Just long talks. Uh, <laughs> there, I think there was an okay movie in this. Had it been like an hour and fifteen minutes. And another weird thing that they did in this movie is. When people are being punched or like when there's like fisticuffs and fighting around, or whatever, like there's no sound effects. <laughs> it's just kind of just random people kind of just pushing each other around and, you know, fake swings. And like, but you should put a, you know, pu- punching sound, kapow, kabang, whatever in here. And it's just non-actors wrestling around and, oh, this movie sucked. Sucked. Killer Santa Claus and long talks. Movie yes. freaks. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there there was that. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Back to you. Uh, where are we at on time? Uh, last round. How's that? You good with that? Yep. I'm gonna do a double header. It can be. A, you can do a double header for last. Round. Okay, I'll do a double header next. Things Eugene gives me in his mailbox. Sorcerer. He, you were kind enough to offer me up your Blu-ray for a rewatch because I picked up the VHS and I didn't want to unseal it because it's so precious and that's super cool to me because I got a VHS that's sealed. Um, I wanted to get, you know, I found it so cheap and it's, it's a good movie and I, uh, you know, I've watched it before, but my review was that I like it, but I like the original better. And wages of fear. Yeah. Wages of fear is one of those classic films. Now you and I aren't see, we're almost on the same page with classic cinema. I'm a little more forgiving than you are, but we're still kind yeah. of like, yeah. Um, that's one of those cases where the classic cinema feel really worked well for me. It's also a French film. It is. Yes. So you got that thing going where you don't speak <clears throat> the language and it's subtitled. So you feel more out of your element, which ramps up the tension for uh, non French speaking. people. Yeah. So I, uh, I went into this with an open mind because it's the second round I've watched it and you love it so much and I'm giving it such a great reviews. I'm going to, now I own it. So I'm going to open my mind and I liked it more this time. I really did. I appreciate this film. It's a very, very good film. I think I still like wages of fear a smidge more, but you're it's split in hairs. They're, they're, I need to watch Wages of Fear again because I only saw it one time and I think it was on uh, TV when I was sick or yeah. something. I don't know where I saw it. But it's been so long that I, I think there were a lot of differences in the actual story. There, There is. So I watched it one time as well. I'm So I'm going to just... It's almost like they're two different movies. They just happen to have kind of a similar premise in the center of it with nitroglycerin. Yeah. Very good movie. I totally enjoyed it. Very intense. I I love the highs. I love the lows. Don't know how I feel about that ending, though. Like, that ending, I, I had to text you afterwards, and I was like, wait, what does this mean? What, what, what is I that loved about? I it, yeah. And it all... Oh, I shouldn't... I guess I shouldn't... Oh, yeah, don't spoil a 40-year-old movie. All for not, more or less, but... Yeah. Um, 
nonetheless, I, I, it's still a very good movie, and I quite enjoyed it this time around, and I will definitely pick it up like on DVD or Blu-ray or something at some point, just so that I have a copy so I don't have to unfeel my precious VHS. <laughs> I will say that is fast uh, climbing my list of all-time favorite movies. I, I The last time I watched it with my wife, I mean, even her, she was like, I can't believe that no one was killed making this movie, because it looks so... Real. Like, yep. how did someone not die making this thing? Because they're in the jungle and it looks legitimately dangerous. Because this is the 1970s. But anyway, uh, I don't know why. Uh, well, I do know why. I, the movie is extremely well made, extremely well acted. Uh, pacing is great for a little bit of a longer movie. It To me, it just flies by. But um, it's one where when it's done... A couple weeks later, I'm still thinking about it, and I'm thinking I can't wait till I can watch that again in probably less than a year. It's one of those going to be a yearly viewing for me. The Blu-ray looks and sounds incredible, uh, but for action adventure movie, that is way, way, way up there for me. That's an adventure movie, a perfect example. It is. Yeah. That when that oil well goes up, oh man, oh, man. it's so brutal. Yeah. You're, I, I agree too. It's like I don't know how people didn't die, and the, yeah. the riots that they're doing look so real. Um, yeah. Roy Scheider, yeah, he is one of those people that it doesn't matter what he's in. I'm the movie automatically gets an extra star. Like everything that he's in, I'm I'm more invested in it. And I don't know if that's because of Jaws or I don't know why. He's but a good actor. I think he's, Man, like, he's such a fantastic actor that I just whatever he's in, I'm in. I, like yeah. I'm rooting for him. It's great. 2010. The I love oh, that movie uh, because it was great he was because such, of him. He was great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Agreed. Awesome. Okay, uh, the other thing that you let me borrow, uh, Kuroniko? Oh, yes, the Japanese it's, ghost movie. Yes. Another example of classic cinema that where it totally works for people like you and me. Yep. If you like this, you're gonna like Akura Kurosawa's, like, Seven Samurai and, and shit. I mean, that's, it's classic cinema that's just eye-poppingly gorgeous. Um, this, this totally felt like a Kur Kurosawa film in a lot of ways. Hmm. In some ways it didn't, but in a lot of ways it did just because of the way that it was shot and the way that it was, it was made and the, um, uh, the way it felt like a play, which I wouldn't in the least bit be surprised to find out that it actually was like a stage play. What do they call There's a Japanese word for that. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? You see yeah, it I do. in a lot of Japanese movies where if if the movie is set in olden times, the, the, at some point the characters go into town and there's a play going on. And of that, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Yeah, It felt like it was that but brought to film. And I'm sure that it was a stage play. It had to be. Because of the way that it's set up with the, the house is there and the house isn't there and yada, 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 yada. So you liked it though? All that shit. Did I like it? Yeah. Uh, of course I did. This was awesome. <laughs> I, I, awesome. I'm Good. not a huge classic cinema guy unless it comes to Asia, especially, you know, Japan and, and samurai shit. Yeah. I'm in. Ghosty. Oh, yeah. And was... add in the horror elements, which I haven't really seen a classic Japanese kind of horror film, which is kind of what this was. I understood why you got into it then as I was watching. It's like, oh, it's, it's a horror movie. <laughs> yep. Uh, but... It was it was cool. I really dug it. I, I was really surprised by it. Even after your review and everything, I, I 
was like, wow, Eugene's into this. That's cool. That's cool. I dig it. It was dark as shit, man, right from the get-go with... Yes, it was, with the plot. And yeah, yeah that was, it was hardcore, but you know what? That's why I keep talking up some of those old uh, samurai movies, is because they have they deal with a lot of those same concepts. But, you know, back then in feudal Japan, you had... Those are all real stories, kind of. I mean, like, with the uh, the samurai stuff, because you got farmers starving to death. And it's it, it throughout the whole land. So... And rogue samurai going around and torturing them, and bandits running wild, and just chaos. So you're, they're going to tell stories about this and pass these kinds of stories down. They're dark stories, but you're dealing with one of the oldest countries on planet Earth. Yeah, it literally is the development of man. It's that old. You know, it, it sometimes we forget how old Asia is, how much older their history is than ours. At least that's stupid white man America perspective. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad you liked the movie. Uh, totally, great use of, I thought like, it was a smidge long. I thought, it was, yeah, the fog effects were awesome. I thought it was a smidge long, but I still totally dug it. And it, it has that slow pacing that's typical of Japanese classic cinema, where they sit down to have a conversation, and there's long pauses in between each person talking. And as a, and now being in the millennial generation, it's it's like. Come on! <laughs> but sometimes you just got to put the brakes on and just just chill out and look at this gorgeous black and gorgeous white. Yeah. So, yes, big thumbs up on that recommendation. The other movie you gave me can rot in hell for eternity. I don't even remember the title. I don't care. I'm not going to talk about it. Oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I made it, 20, I made it 27 minutes. And I was like, I am going to kill myself. I'm going to, yes. like a trapped animal, I'm going to chew my leg off to get away from this movie. <laughs> no. Um, back yeah. to you last round, sir. Give me a, okay. like a double header. Okay. So I'm going to go uh, really good and then another one. And then I'll be done. Really good is uh, in preparation for The uh, Last Jedi. I watched uh, Rogue One again, uh, which it's... Good. It's not quite as good as uh, the other two times. And then I also rewatched The Force Awakens, which to me actually has improved a little bit. Because uh, I've only watched it two other times. Once was in the theater and then once was immediately when it came out on Blu-ray. So I've this is my third viewing. Uh, and I gotta say, I know that there are comparisons to A New Hope, but this one legitimately feels like a true Star Wars movie. Much more so, I think, than even uh, Rogue One. And I really dug Rogue One. Uh, but man, I'll tell you what, uh, Force Awakens is a great, great movie. And I know that it, uh, I don't know, we, it, part of me almost doesn't want to talk about the Star Wars movies anymore because we've talked about them so much and every other movie podcast seems to talk about Star Wars, but it's worth noting that it is a great movie and I am looking forward to the, uh, Last Jedi. So. I am too. All two hours and 30 minutes of it. Oh, me too. I think it's the longest one ever, isn't it? Yeah. Wow, I'm really looking forward to it. I I, I watch every little stupid uh, TV spot that comes out just for one little more snippet yeah. of something, and already putting together my ideas of what's going on. I I really like this time, especially. Um, I appreciated more like the villainy of of Kylo Ren. I think that he is such a great uh, villain, a great Darth Vader of this of this series. I. I, it helps that my boys think that he's just awesome, and they haven't even watched. They haven't even, <laughs> you even watched be this movie. about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I, <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's a great movie. And then 
Uh, last but not least, uh, Camp Killer. So I got to the five minute mark in this movie, um, where for these non actors, they're continuing to talk around this way overlit campfire, quote unquote, set. Um, and they're berating each other at how so many of these awful, awful garbage shit movies do, like where you don't like any character immediately. Um, and then at one point, this, the, the stoner guy, Okay, there's a stoner guy. He takes a puff of an e-cig, and he makes a comment, something about, uh, yeah, this clean, fresh air. And then he gives it to his non-actor girlfriend, who takes a hit off of her e-cig and blows it in his mouth. And they laugh. And that is the point where I used my telepathic powers to murder everybody in the movie. Um, so, uh, yeah, I plead, uh, I plead not guilty, Your Honor. <laughs> And then you watch the rest of the movie. No, oh, no, this one, I actually, after one minute, I'm like, nope, nope, I'm done. But then I was like, well, eh, let's give it a couple more minutes. And I'm like, no, this is, this is official, like, anywhere, well, I hate to say this, but no, I don't. No, I, I don't hate, I, any review for this movie that's positive has got to be from a mother or father or brother or sister of someone on this movie. I, I, well, you, I, it's on Amazon Prime, so I can't, I can't tell you to go watch it, but, uh, yeah. I will so, not. I, I will, I will safely avoid that. Thank you. Uh, so, anyway, stay tuned for the rest of my review of that movie next week. Oh, you're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. I'm done. That's fantastic. Uh, coming soon. Oh shit, I'm up first. Uh, I got some VHSs I'm gonna be watching. I'm gonna maybe try and finish up Firewalker, uh, Duel. On VHS, I'm probably going to rewatch that one. And The Hobbit, the animated movie. I have the clamshell of... I might try and pop that bad boy in, see if I can get that one watched, if my TV will allow me. Probably not, but we will we will try. Okay. And for you? Um, so, uh, I'm going to try to uh, watch uh, Scars of Dracula. Again, I got the uh, UK import of that. It's a Hammer UK uh, Blu-ray. And I, I'm sure I've talked about Scars of Dracula already, but... I've never seen it in HD, so I'll probably watch that. Now, what's great about those, uh, the, the UK, uh, Blu-rays for the Hammer movies is there is usually a really good, like, 30-minute retrospective on all of those discs, like The Devil Rides Out, uh, Reptile, all of those old classics. And they're so, so interesting to hear, like, how the movies were made back then, and the, they, they reused the sets so much that I love to hear, like, and here's the set that was reused in, in, you know, Plague of the Zombies and blah, 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 blah. I love that. That hammer just fascinates me to no end, that, the old school hammer movies. So I'm probably going to watch that one. And, uh, I've got some other stuff that I'm wanting to watch, but I will say I'm trying my hardest. You're going to laugh at this, but, uh, so a studio in Germany released Extro on Blu-ray. Oh shit! And, Why would I laugh at that? Get me a copy. Oh, well, because it's forty dollars. So I'm trying to find okay, every buy reason me to. Okay, <laughs> like I can't buy that. I can't spend forty dollars on Extro. I can't. And it's like it's in my cart, and I'm like, I know it's going to happen. I, I I'm going to drunk buy this at midnight. One of these nights, I'm going to do a drunk buy. I know it's going to happen. So so. Extra, folks. So is what you're coming saying to is shots, shots, shots. Yeah. Shots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I, but I'm like, please, some other studio, please announce that. Usually, when what happens is, when it's released in one country, like it, once it gets a remaster, it just seems like 
that remaster kind of gets passed along, like other studios pick it up and release it. So I'm hoping that at the very least, maybe a studio in the UK, like a company in the UK picks it up. Therefore, it's a little bit more like 20 bucks, which that's, for me, that is totally worth $20. Eh, maybe even 30. 40 though? <laughs> it sounds a little, 40 is just a little too extra. Yeah, a little too extra. Yeah. <laughs> And on that note... <laughs> on that note, I know you gentlemen have been through a lot, but when you find the time, I'd rather <laughs> not spend the rest of this winter tied to this fucking couch. <laughs> See Perfect. you next week. I'm yep. <laughs> See ya. Oh. <laughs> oh, and somehow we managed to completely butcher that perfect ending. Oh, I'll fix it in post. <laughs> See you next, Eugene. <laughs> Eric. And bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening.